Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuckery show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. You know how we do it on Mondays. Motown Monday, little Commodores to get us uh, going here. Chuck Rose gets first quest. Sail on by the uh, Commodores. Uh, I don't know. Either, either this one was their biggest hit or... Three times a lady were their biggest hit. One or the other. So this was a big uh, number one song for the Commodores. This is this is the um, Lionel Richie uh, yeah. version of the Commodores. So they would go on to they would have success without Lionel Richie. They had Night Shift. That was a, that was the top ten songs. So yeah, wasn't the same though without Lionel. So they were all um, they were all from Tuskegee. Is that right? I didn't know about all of them, but yeah, I did know that uh, some of them were from yeah. Yeah, I think, so I think is it all of them? I think okay. it was all okay. of them. Yeah, I think it was all of them that were from Tuskegee. I may be wrong about that. I, well, I definitely was wrong about Mark Anthony, and I I thought the dancer had the kids. No, I, I I felt like it was because I think that was her longest uh, marriage. I think Mark Anthony. Well, that ain't I saying. Think. Yeah, well. that's like being the tallest midget. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. But I'm that's just like, saying that's like, like <laughs> that's like being voted <laughs> nicest guy on death row. So yeah. Oh, so yeah. Um, but did she did did she have kids from somebody else? No, she's just got the twins. Ah, okay. Yeah, she's just got the twins, and yeah, that was with Mark Anthony. Okay, so. all right. Is she married to Ben Affleck? Did they get married? No, or? they never got married. Okay. She was so, well. They, they were they were together. Then obviously they, they had all their right, you know, fault or all and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I think their together. dating started when they did G. G was it Geely? Yeah, Geely. When they did that movie, I but, think that's when they kind of started. Right, but they but they've gotten back together there here recently. Right? Yeah, no, now they're, they're back yeah, together, right? Because right. she broke up with A. Rod. Yeah, yeah, because and it's he, Benifer again. Yeah, and he left. Who was he with? Was it Jennifer Garner? He was with. Well, they were married. They, right? they were. They were. Je, him and Jim, Jennifer Garner were married. Right. But then you know who he dated um, after that was at um, Anna de Armas. That's right. He was dating her right. for a while. So he left her, and J Lo left A. Rod, and mm. they got back together. Can you imagine leaving Anna de Armas to go with J Lo. <laughs> Like, like, is that living a charmed life or what? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Yikes. Anyway, um, 404-726-0929. As uh, the Braves have the night uh, off uh, tonight, and um, uh, we'll get back into here toward the end of the week, we'll get back into our, our uh, Braves closeout. But I-, I asked this que- question of um, 
of Chris Willis. And, you know, I was talking about this. I, I was talking about this on my podcast, you know, this morning that I think Rizel Iglesias has got a little bit of a bad rap, and I think people have had a little bit too much angst. I mean, think about the last three years, the closers that the Braves have had, right? Will Smith, Kenley Jansen, and Rizel Iglesias. You know, and it seems like that there is always angst that goes along when you have a closer. You know, if that unless that closer is perfect and does no wrong and has no flaws or anything, like, there's always angst about your closer. And that's the way it is with Rosel Iglesias. But if you look at Iglesias' numbers, I'm not saying they're all perfect or anything like that, but he is 18 for 20 in saves. He picked up a save yesterday. He is 18 for 20 in saves. So that's 90%. So when you look at closers and save percentages, 90% is always that sort of thresh, uh, threshold that you look at and say, okay, that he's doing an effective job. Now, believe it or not, Craig Kimbrell is 16 for 16, I believe, in save opportunities this year. And there's another guy who is, I think he's 20, 22 for 22. But again, he's, Rizal Iglesias is seventh among closers that have double-digit saves in save percentage. He's at 90%. So of all the closers that have at least 10 saves in Major League Baseball, he's got the seventh best, um, uh, or seventh highest um, success percentage. He also, and I understand a lot of people look at the losses, right? Like, again, that was one of my problems with Will Smith a few years ago was just it was too many losses. Well, again, Iglesias has four losses on the season. When you look at that, there are nine closers who have double-digit um, who have double-digit saves. There are nine closers who have as many or more losses than Iglesias. So he's right there in that pack of guys where they're not flawless and and they're going to have hiccups. You know, again, I I always say this. Not everybody's Dennis Eckersley in 1990. Like, guys just don't go out and win the MVP award and and shut down everybody and are unhittable like Eckersley was in the early 90s. Like, that's very, very rare and and few and far between in in everything. Like, that just doesn't happen on a regular – you don't have guys that have those kinds of seasons. You you got guys that have seasons here or there, but nobody consistently – has those kinds of years, like Eckersley did in the early 90s. So, again, guys are going to have their hiccups. We saw Will Smith. I mean, how many how many hiccups did Will Smith have? But at the end of the day, he got the job done, didn't he? I mean, he closed out the World I mean, the, the World Series was, you know, again, he was effective in the playoffs. Braves won the World Series that year. Kenley Jansen led the league in saves last year. He wasn't the reason why they lost the playoffs. Spencer Strider, you know, was – injured and tried to come back and they didn't pitch very well. And, you know, that was, that was what happened. And Max Fried was sick, you know, throwing up uh, with flu or whatever it was in a toilet and, or a trash can or whatever. And he wasn't right. So Kenley Jansen wasn't the reason that the Braves lost last year. And Iglesias won't be the reason that, that the Braves lose, you know, if they, if they do lose, you know, this year. So I, I think he's done a good job. I mean, Again, he's not been outstanding. He's not the most dominant closer. And remember, 
he started off the year hurt. You know, he was injured to start the year and lost some time and had to work himself back into, you know, that kind of role. But when you have a guy that closed out 90% of your games, I, I don't know how, how much more you want. I mean, I know everybody wants that other 10%, but how realistic is that? You know, there there aren't very many of those guys. Like I said, Craig Kimbrell's a guy that's, that's 16 for 16 in save opportunities. And like I said, I think there's a guy that's 22 or 23 for 23 um, in save percentage. That's it. That's the only perfect guys that are in Major League Baseball. Everybody else is treading toward that, you know, Iglesias type of number and in, in stat line. So I, I think Iglesias has been fine. I don't think there's a reason to upgrade a closer or anything like that or anything kind of crazy, you know, to it. But the optics at times just they don't belie the you know, they don't paint the whole picture because of one one hiccup or, you know, one optic that doesn't look good, it doesn't really tell the entire story of what's going on with him. And again, he's 18 for 20 in the in save opportunities. So um couple other things uh, here as uh, well. Um, as we get uh, toward uh, Falcons training camp, we'll talk some Falcons football here coming up uh, in the in the next segment. But um, as we get ready for Falcons to to truly open up open up their training camp, you know, Dade, do you go up to do you go up to training camp at all to cover the Falcons? Um, I did last year. I, I went okay. like three days, maybe last year. Okay. Um, so I'm not won't be able to probably do that this year. I mean, maybe was go. That, was that was that for was that for our station or was that for? Yeah, that was here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For for the game. Yep. I did a couple of the videos that we had with. I think it was Annie and Randy talking with uh, Youngway Koo and then uh, Dukes and Bell talking with Jake Matthews, I believe it was. If you if you've never been to camp, and and I guess most of our listeners probably have been, you know, to camp. But yeah. If you've never been to camp up there, I know it's a long ways away. I mean, it's a it's a haul to get to get up there. I mean, it, it's it's a good you know it's up in God's country. I mean, but if you've never been to camp, you know, try to make plans to go out, especially like on a week. Um, it is kind of fun. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things that. If you've done it once or twice, then then that's what you need to do, right? Like, yeah. Like I, I've always said that you, you know you you need to so you need to see the Rolling Stones in concert one time, right? You need to see them one time in concert. You should go up to training camp one time, if if nothing else. Take the kids and go on a Saturday or Sunday and and have some fun up at the, up at training camp. And again, tickets are free. Um, you just got to go register for for a ticket, but tickets are free, so it doesn't cost nothing to get in. But but it is kind of fun. I mean, it is a fun environment. And personally, the the thing I like best about training camp is just kind of catching up with people that you don't normally see. Is just kind of you know talking to again last year talking to Finneran and guys like that. I mean Joe Hamilton. I mean you know and again we can we can say the other stations you know folks that are on there. But talking to just guys like that, just hanging out and talking with those guys. I mean that's that's the fun part you know for me you know up there. But it is fun to get, you know, to, to talk to some of the guys and just kind of pick their brain a little bit where it's a little bit more loosey-goosey type of environment. I mean, you're you're getting guys over to come over to a table and just kind of, you know, chop it up a little bit. And, again, you know, fans can have some interaction with, with the players and, and stuff like that. But it is a little bit fun. I mean, you don't learn a whole lot. 
and you don't get much in the football sense of things. And obviously they're not running anything that, you know, is, you know, earth shattering or, you know, kind of intriguing or anything like that. But, um, but again, it is, it is fun uh, to go up there. So if you get a chance, head on up at some point, um, they've got lots of open dates and especially on the weekends, um, lots of availability. Usually they start at nine 30 in the morning. So, Try to find your way uh, up there. Uh, did you see where Trey Young got married um, yes, over the weekend? And announced that they're having another child as well. Oh, is that their mistaken. second one that they're that they're getting right there that okay. she's pregnant with? Yeah, because remember she had the son. Was it last year that she had the son? I guess it had to be because yeah, she's pregnant again. Okay, yeah. Well, good for them. I mean, mm-hmm. so they just, they got married uh, over the weekend. So yeah. I forget where the ceremony was, but but they got uh, but they officially got. Uh, Married over the weekend, and uh, are we still waiting around for the Hawks to do something? Or? I I really am a firm believer, Chuck, that um, they're they're gonna. I hate to use the word. I don't. Want, I'm not going to use that word, but I think they're going run to back. run it back. Yes, mm-hmm. I'll leave it. At, I'll say it that way. I think you're starting five. You're looking at Bay, Trey, uh, DJ. Uh, who am I missing? Um, uh, what's the kid? The one uh, DeAndre. And Clint, that's going to be your starting five, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think Pascal Siakam's coming here. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's going to work itself out. I mean, that's no. There's a lot of rumor and innuendo. There's a lot of. It just well, doesn't make sense. Well, it 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 doesn't make sense when you look at what this organization is. I mean, because are they going to sign another you know max guy? I mean, are they going to add another max player and they get another add another hundred and twenty million dollar player? To their roster, I don't see that. I don't see that. And then on top of that, like, like with you don't you don't bring a guy that's not going to sign with you unless you know without a doubt that guy is going oh, to he, be the yeah, guy he, that he's yeah. the man that can get yeah. you there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, again, the, the Hawks are not in a position to roll the dice on a Pascal Siakam and no. then not be able to resign him. Yeah. No, Mm-mm, you can't do that. But remember, he's but. He's going to be a max player. I mean, that's the thing is, he he's not he's not taking fish heads and rice. He's he's wanting max money. I mean, his contract will probably be bigger than what Dejounte Murray's contract was, right? Because he's going to test free agency, and it's mm-hmm. it's going to be higher than what what Dejounte Murray's is. Right. So, are you willing to fork out another whatever? Let's say one hundred and fifty million dollars, or whatever it's going to be at the end of the day. I mean. If that's what's going to cost you. I mean, that's what he's going to ask for. Like he's not he's not settling just because he wants to play for the Hawks or anything like that. Right. Remember what his brother said. He said, "There's there's no way we're coming to Atlanta and all that kind of." Yeah. Because they know. I mean, these guys know that the reputation is. Tony Wrestler will pay people, but then they'll trade him away and mm-hmm. you know send him off somewhere. But yeah, I I I had a lot more anticipation about this Hawks off season, and maybe something else will happen, but. I had a lot more anticipation about what was going to happen, that there was going to be some – maybe I got my hopes up there were going to be some wholesale changes on some stuff. But, right. yeah, by and large, you're probably just going to run this thing back yeah. like we talked about. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyway. All right, when we come back, 404-726-0929. Your biggest strength and your biggest concern for the Atlanta Falcons as we head into training camp. Biggest strength, biggest concern as we head into training camp for the Atlanta Falcons. I'll give you mine. Daddy, I'll give you his. We'll take your calls on it next. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Uh, sorry, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckery Show. 404-726-0929. That is our phone line if you want to be part of the program. It's also our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be on the show. We're asking you the question. We asked. We talked about this earlier in the evening. Your the biggest strength and your biggest concern for the Atlanta Falcons as they get into training camp, and obviously. Training camp will open up on this Thursday. We'll have exclusive coverage for you Thursday, Friday, then the entire following week um, after that. So we will uh, be live and local as uh, we always are from Falcons training camp. So we'll have all the best coverage, uh, the morning shaft, the Chuck House, Dandy and Randy, and uh, uh, they'll be all at the Flowery Branch. And then Dukes and Bell will be up at the Hooters at the uh, Mall of Georgia. And we'll be where? Here. Um. So 404-726-0929. Dade, if I ask you what the biggest strength of the Atlanta Falcons is and what's your thing that concerns you the most, what would you say? 
Uh, for me, biggest strength, I think, is going to be defense overall. I really like what they did, uh, the additions they made. Um, I think AJ is going to bounce back this year as well. Um, so I just really think defensively, I know pass rush is still on a lot of people's minds as far as whether or not they truly address that. But I just think overall, defensively, um, they've really um, beefed up. And I think so, I think that's going to be their strongest suit. Uh, biggest concern is just how well Desmond Ritter manages the offense. Um, he's got the weapons. Um, and I think I said this last week, you know, if you look at his college career, like he, I mean, people say, well, they didn't play against the talent level. I mean, listen, regardless, what I see is what you're telling, what, for me, what it looks like is regardless of who are in, who's in the positions, if he's in the right, if he's got the right coaching, he's in the right system and everyone's doing their part. He to me he shows that he can manage well. So it's just a matter of can he um how soon he can get things together and that the fans don't lose and get, you know, impatient. Yeah, and I will say, I mean, for people that criticize their their lack of, yes, week in, week out, they did not play the SEC. But, you know, in his college career, he played Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, UCLA. Um, you know, he played top programs. It wasn't like he never played against anybody good. Again, we remember Georgia and Alabama, you know, in back-to-back years. I mean, that was that was the two final games of the year for Cincinnati was Alabama and Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, again, um, they played good competition all the way around. And then and Cincinnati played Ohio State. I mean, so, anyway. Um, so, my biggest strength, I think, for the Falcons is just the ability to control the offensive line of scrimmage. I mean, that's – that's where their best strength lies is being able to dominate at the line of scrimmage, especially in the running game. I mean, they were a top five rushing offense for a reason because they could lean on that offensive line, especially when you start running behind the right-hand side of that offensive line. Um, that was a real strength for this team. Probably That's probably the strongest unit for the Falcons is their offensive line. But that was a real strength where you could week in, week out, you could rely on Running on that, running through that offensive line, and and having those guys up front get their job done. Now, biggest concern is I'm still going to go with the pass rush, and I know there's been improvements, and I know it's gotten better, and I know that you know things are all good and la la land and everything else, but I still have my biggest concern about the pass rush. So that's the thing that worries me. The most when definitely have a question uh-huh. about uh, the right. team's pass rush. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, I mean, but to be to be fair though, Day Day. To be fair, you know, sacks are probably not looked at the same way for the deep- more you look at the advanced what? analytics, uh-huh. the more you see how valuable sacks are. And- oh boy, oh boy. Um, look, will they be better? I I don't know if they're. I I really don't know if they're a thirty-eight sack team or not. I don't. And I mean that, you know, what I've always said, that 40 number is that magical number. That That's where you can pretty much guarantee you're a playoff defense. If you, if you get to 40 sacks, you're going to be in the playoffs. And I don't know that they are that level yet. Now, could they be 25, 30? Yeah, I mean, they could be that. And if Ebba Katie has a really big year and Caden Ellis has a good year, I mean, yeah, they could they could be close to, to 40. But, again, as we've talked about, you know, I've given all the numbers. 70% of the uh, playoff teams since 2016 have had 
38 or more sacks. The last 14 Super Bowls for participants have averaged 43 and a half sacks. The number two team in the NFL last year won the Super Bowl in sacks. The number three team in the NFL won the Super Bowl the year before that in sacks. And the number four team in the NFL um, the year before that, Tampa Bay, they won the, uh, the Super Bowl. So you have to sack the quarterback. I have a lot of hope and faith and prayers and well wishes about, you know, the guys that we have. And, and I think Ebicady could be a guy like that, but it's not guaranteed. You know, there's, there's, it's not, again, we can, we can guarantee Miles Garrett's going to get off the edge and, and clobber people. We can guarantee Joey Bosa is going to get off the, uh, off the edge, or Nick Bosa is going to get off the edge and clobber people. You know, we can guarantee Michael Parsons is going to, you know, roll right through, uh, you know, a team's offensive line and he's going to game wreck everything. We don't know that about, uh, you know, we don't know that about um, any of them. Ebicady, yeah, yeah, or anybody. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for that matter, anybody. I mean, you know, we think Grady's pretty consistent, but I mean, again, he's not 22 sacks like Aaron Donald. He's six, right? And, and I think David Onyemata can be a guy he did last year. He can be six or seven sacks, but that's still not 38, 40. You know, it's still not, still's got to be some of those guys that, again, Campbell, Carter, whatever. Got to be some of those guys contributing, but certainly I do think that um, Eva Katie has to be the guy that makes that that big leap forward. I think he's got to be that guy that that takes that biggest jump, even more even more than Desmond Ritter, even more than Desmond Ritter. I think Eva Katie has to make the biggest jump and the biggest leap for this team this season. Or, you know, if he, if he if he's a guy that's only two or three sacks. I don't know that there's a backup plan to get where we need to be. I don't know if there's a backup plan to get us to where, you know, we're looked at as like a playoff caliber defense and all of that. So, again, that's my that's my biggest concern. That's still my biggest concern with this with this team. And another strength that I do think that, you know, is, you know, the most improved area of their football team, I think it's their secondary. I, I do think that they have a good – legitimate secondary um, that can do a lot of different things. Now, again, uh, we talk about covered sacks and things like that. You're not going to be able to cover. If, if you can't get to the quarterback, your secondary is not going to be able to cover five guys coming all around and dipsy-doo and all this good kind of stuff. That's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to cover up for for that fact. You're not going to be able to cover everybody that comes out you know, to catch passes. So if you can't get to the quarterback – and you allow a guy to just kind of stand back there and pick his way through you, you're going to be in some trouble. You're going to have some trouble for all of it. So um, that's that's what I look at. But it is exciting, you know, that we're finally here at the season. 404-726-0929 is our phone line. It is exciting that we're here, you know, and getting to the point where camp's going to be just a couple of few days away, and certainly we are, you know, going to have all the coverage necessary for it. And we're two weeks away. We're We're – Two weeks from Thursday is first preseason game. Two weeks from Thursday, first preseason game. So, um, again, it's hard to believe that that it's here, but, yeah, it's it's officially here. And, by the way, too, I mean, we hadn't even talked about necessarily college football. You know, as SEC Media Days wrapped up, I believe, is is this week ACC? ACC is this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah ACC. Do we have anybody that's up we, there at ACC? We do have Chad coming on this week because he'll be up there. 
his first uh, SEC ACC media day. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. the, the new beat writer yeah. for Georgia Tech. Okay. Yeah, so we do have him as well. Chad Bishop, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. All right, that's good. So do we have anybody from our station? Oh, from our station. Yeah. I had not heard that we okay. did. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, Goforth and uh, Garrett did a great job. Yeah, so they did. Nice congrats week, to yeah. those guys for, for all the coverage. And obviously, we talked to Chris Goforth all week long. So um, hats off to... Uh, to those guys, they did a uh, they did a great job, and uh, um, we had we were fully covered up at the SEC media day, so that's all good. So yeah, I um, uh, are they up in Charlotte? Because usually they're up in Charlotte or somewhere up there, like one of those country club resorts or something like that up there. So, um, but anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk to Chad Bishop uh, this week at some point, so and we'll get his thoughts about um, what we're seeing at, at the ACC media days is um, I will be very interested to see if we talked about the all SEC teams. Uh, I will be very interested to see if Clemson has their run ending this year, because I do think Florida state is going to win that conference. I think Florida State's going to win that conference. I think Florida state is the best team and I'm, I'm hitching my wagon to Florida state. Now that may be their death knell, that may be the thing that, that completely <laughs> you might have just yeah like that may be the thing that truly derails them, but I love what Florida State's got going on. I love all of the personnel that they have brought back, and if Mike Norvell can't get it done this year, I don't know when he's going to get it done. And mm-hmm. and he's, you know, again he's got a team that is loaded up there, you know, both on their defensive side, both on their offensive side. Um, you know, they they have a ton of personnel and. Uh, they should be the favorites to win the ACC. Like they should be the favorite to win that conference this year. Like this should be the year that Clemson is not picked number one. Right. I think Clemson's got a lot of questions. I think. I think. I think Clemson, as a program, you know, they have not been coached very well offensively last the last few years. I mean that that's been a reoccurring theme mm-hmm. um, over the last few years. Really, since Chad Morris left, they've not had good offensive coaching. And their identity and their system and, you know, their playing personality, it's, it's not been there. It's not been there. But this should be the year of Florida State that if there's going to be a year where somebody's going to, you know, upset uh, Clemson or, or be picked ahead of Clemson, it should be Florida State. With everything that they've got returning back, they should be. And, again, it's not divisions anymore. Right. So there's no SEC East or anything West. It's all – the ACC is just one jumbled mess. Mm-hmm. For all of it, so one one jumbled mess out of uh, everything. So we'll see what happens, but I think Florida State is the class of the ACC with what they've got coming back. They've got maybe the best quarterback. I mean, Drake May is obviously you know the other guy that's being looked at is who's the best quarterback in the conference. That's probably Drake May or Travis Jordan. Um, Sermon is one of the best running backs in the conference, and uh, Jared Verse is just a a beast. I would have loved to have seen him come out of. Uh, of college last year in the NFL draft and the Falcons got in their hands uh, on him. So, um, but you know, again, we don't draft pass rushers because you know, we're just, we're, we're too busy. I mean, I mean, again, we have other priorities because sacks really kind of aren't as important nowadays. So, I mean, we don't really pay attention to the more you look at the what? advanced analytics, huh? the more you see how valuable sacks are. And- oh, okay. Well, maybe something like that. So anyway, but uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I think, I think Florida state should be, should be picked to win that uh, win that conference this year in the ACC, and um, you know that would be interesting. Uh, you know, if Clemson, Florida State can 
hook up in the ACC title game because now that they now that they're going to divisionless formats, they can certainly meet up again. They'll play during the regular season, but they can certainly meet up again in the ACC title game, and that would be a fun rematch. You know, whatever happens in that game, that would be a fun rematch to have. All right, one more segment to go. Then uh, Jason Longshore with uh, Atlanta Soccer tonight. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, ninety two nine. The game, theodyssey.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, Sports Radio, 92 on the game. Chuck Free Show. At the top of the hour, J- uh, Jason Longshore at the Atlanta Soccer tonight. This, uh, Diana Ross is a tribute to uh, Marvin Gaye mm-hmm. and uh, Missing You. Uh, somebody, who else was the other? Was there some other artist? Um, that used the, that did the no, song? No, 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 that, that she wrote this. Uh, oh, well, that she, she wrote did, the song she did, Well, she didn't write the song, but I mean, this... This was her, this was uh, her tribute to uh, Marvin Gaye, um, who was killed around the same time. So I thought there was some other artist that was featured in the song. Because Night Shift is about um, um, Night Shift is about Marvin. That was Gaye. about Marvin. Yeah. yeah, but it's also about um, is it Jackie Wilson? Or uh, Jackie, Jackie. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah you it's were a friend Wilson. of mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's about Jackie Wilson and Marvin Gaye. So, but this may be about somebody besides just Marvin. I don't remember, but anyway. Uh, 404-726-0929. A week from this coming Saturday is going to be SummerSlam, which is arguably, uh, oh, by the way, too, we will not be here tomorrow night. So we got Atlanta soccer, uh, Atlanta United soccer coming up 
as uh, I don't see the play by play, but Inter Miami, um, they will take on. Uh, is it what seven o'clock pregame, seven thirty? Yeah, seven kick. pre, seven thirty yeah. kick. Yep. So now we'll be coming up. Is that uh, what is it? That League's Cup that mm-hmm. uh, that they're in, and they'll play on Saturday in that League's Cup um, as well. So we'll see if Atlanta United can add to their trophy case, but that that's where that's at right now. So we'll get a chance to see Messi coming up here as uh, and, and not like messy in the way of dirty or unclean or whatever like that, but Lionel Messi um, as he will be in, I guess, I guess he'll play in Miami because he's going to play on grass, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, we're setting up for SummerSlam, which, you know, is arguably the um, second biggest pay-per-view of the year for WWE. I mean, you could make a case whether it's real. I mean, the four tent poles are, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and Survivor Series. That's the four tent poles, right? That's what holds the tent mm-hmm. up. You can make a case that they they look at SummerSlam as their number two pay-per-view of the year. And considering how good the WWE has been this year, and Data, I don't know if you've seen some of the ratings and stuff, ratings are through the roof. Like, there are millions of people yeah. watching SmackDown um, just to – see the bloodline feud and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So ratings are through the roof on SmackDown. Like Fox has got to be thrilled with the type of ratings that they're pulling in right now. But arguably SummerSlam is their second biggest pay-per-view of the year. And I thought WrestleMania was a great show. Like I thought it was a terrific show. There were some hiccups and stuff like that. Like there was some crap, you know, those, those whatever they were, six-way matches or four-way matches or whatever they were. Like, there was some crap, you know, in, in WrestleMania, but everything delivered. Uh, well, I should say everything delivered except for Cody losing right. at, uh, at, at the event. But they usually pull some surprises for SummerSlam. Like, last year, was it last year when Becky came out and she'd been injured? No, when Becky was pregnant and she came back mm-hmm. at SummerSlam and beat Bianca in just a few minutes. Oh, no, last year was because they were in Nashville. Um, last year was um, when Bailey and uh, the group uh, came back. So there's always surprises. And and there's always, you know, some some fun stuff that goes along with, the, with SummerSlam. So given how good the WWE shows have been this year, and I did not see Money in the Bank. Uh, oh, you didn't? So we didn't talk about Money in the Bank. I didn't think we did. Yeah, we didn't because I didn't watch it. Man, listen. Overall, it was it was okay, but the pop Seth Rollins got when he came out. If you get a chance, just go, at least go back and watch him. That the match was okay, but come go back and watch his that dude. He's their star. Like I know he's well, not he ain't Roman, right? But I'm just saying, like if they get it right with him at some point, like I'm telling you, Chuck, if you go back and watch his intro. But his, his but see here's the thing, it's his his gimmick is so ridiculous though, I mean I mean look he's he's a terrific wrestler like he's mm-hmm. he might I I would okay I'll say I think he's the best in ring guy in WWE and, okay. and that and that takes into account Cody Rhodes I think Cody I think Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins yeah. are the two best in ring guys that they have in the promotion and Seth is Seth is a terrific wrestler. But his gimmick is so stupid, like that whole the Monday th- again, just the boas and just the look. 
And yeah. then the singing of the song, the oh, well, I just, the whole thing is ridiculous. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. It, like, it look. I mean, it, it looks so different than when Roman, like when Roman comes out mm-hmm. to the music and it's a big production, you know he's the guy. Right. Like, you, like you, you know instantly when you look at Roman Reigns, okay, he's the guy. Right. But with Seth, Seth Franklin Rollins, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous. Like I don't know. Well, I tell you what, if you get a chance again, watch watch mm-hmm. from the beginning from when his music comes on, because like what you're saying about Roman, he had that moment that particular yeah, yeah. night. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I mean, I, and again, he he's a very popular wrestler because again, they sing the song and and all that good stuff. And I get that. I mean, he's and, and I, I like I said, I think he's a. Uh, even when he was Tyler Black back in Ring of Honor, he was mm-hmm. a terrific worker. I mean, he's always been a great wrestler, especially for modern-style wrestling. Like, it's not classic grappling and stuff like that. I mean, his he does a very modern style, like like Daniel Bryan. I mean, right. But, again, I, I'll say he's the best worker in the WWE. But his gimmick is just ridiculous. Like, it's just... Yeah, I don't get it. It's almost like he's a cross between Macho Man and... Who was I thinking? I was saying Macho Man and somebody else, like, but... A, a lunatic? I mean... <laughs> but, That's um, what it is. I mean, it's just... It's just... He he could... He, ha- he hasn't had a good gimmick since The Shield. Yeah. I mean, that was his last really good gimmick. All this other stuff they tried with him, the Monday Night Messiah... And all these other gimmicks that they've tried yeah. have been awful. Yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, again, you know, given who his wife is, um, and, and she was the all-timer of getting herself over, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, she she got herself, she was Austin-esque in the sense of how she got herself over. Right. To be to having flipped the script on, you know, being being a heel and then being I mean, she at one time was the most popular. She was the number one merch mover yeah. for the WWE, um, but it's just I don't know. His presentation is just ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know how good a worker he is, but it just it's just ridiculous when yeah. you watch him. So, well, yeah. um, but it you know Brock and Brock's back now, so him and Cody are going to have their third match. Yeah. So that's going to be probably Cody going over and stuff like that. It looks like Gunther mm-hmm. is going to uh, take on um, Drew McIntyre yeah. for the. Uh, uh, and that was, you know, again, that was a fun match. That the Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Gunther match at WrestleMania. That was his. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that was as physical of a match as I've ever seen. Yeah, like that was. That felt like that they were really going after one another. And so, um, hopefully, him and McIntyre have a have a good match. Yeah. I, li- I like McIntyre. I like. I've had Drew on the show a couple of times. I think he's. I think he's a good wrestler. Um, I think he's. I think he did not get booked. Very well when he beat Brock at WrestleMania in the mm-hmm. pandemic year, he didn't. His booking was not very good, but there's always some surprise. I wonder if Randy Orton is going to end up coming yeah. back. There's a lot of talk about he's going to come back with Riddle, or there's talk about he can form an alliance with Cody Rhodes or something like okay. that. So, but there's a lot of talk about about he. he they didn't know when he was going to come back. They thought maybe at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. he could come back. But I wonder if SummerSlam is where they're going to debut Randy. Um, Randy and bring him back. Um, I saw on Facebook, I think yesterday, that one surprise that's supposedly being talked about is the what's the two, um, uh, the Rock's niece and the other young lady that's all part of their that whole family. Uh, 
Well, the um, uh, but they're supposed the two young ladies. They're supposed to come back and somehow tie into the bloodline thing. Oh, the knee, the niece. The the was it the Rock's niece? Is well, it Rock's his niece and his daughter, or his daughter? Well, his daughter's in NXT. Okay, so and then Nia Jax is so Nia. Oh God! And then, but supposedly, yeah, but supposedly that it, again rumor. You know, I saw it on face. You know, well, one of those wrestling well, Facebook groups. So, so, so the 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 other rumor has been. Is that, you know who the Usos' father is? Yeah, Rikishi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's 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 been rumors about is he going to come back or not? You know, is he is he gonna, is and, he and going to like make an like would he would he make an appearance? Right. Like, he, he, let me tell you, if Rikishi made an appearance and backed up his kids, that would blow the roof off the place. Yeah. Like that would because again, this is the tribal. This is for the tribal council or whatever right, like that, right? right. The, the J versus mm-hmm. J versus um, Roman, Roman, you know, for the council. It would blow the roof off the place if, again, if Afa and Sika showed up, mm-hmm. um, and they've done some stuff for WWE. If, if they physically can can show up, mm-hmm. and Rikishi showed up, oh my God, it would yeah. blow the it blow the roof. Some, off the place. and they're by the way, they're in Detroit for the first. Is that uh, where it's going to be? Yeah, yeah Detroit SummerSlam for. I think it's at Ford Field. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. I think it's going to be at Ford Field okay. where they have SummerSlam. Something's definitely going to happen, I think, as far as that storyline goes, just because yeah. of how SmackDown ended yes. on sat- on yes. Friday. Yes, and and they they this is the kind of show where you advance that story yeah. big time. Like, this is the kind of show where you start to advance the storyline mm-hmm. at some point. So yep. you have to do it at SummerSlam. So we'll see. But, I mean, it's always – SummerSlam's always a big event, but they treat it like their number two pay-per-view yep. and – there's usually some good surprises uh, going along with it. So we'll see what happens, but that's a week from Saturday, the uh, 5th of August. All right, when we come back, going to wrap it up with the Love TKO, Chuck Green, the Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey.com app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.